Hello, my friends. You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am your host. I'm here to share my entrepreneurial journey with you, and we'll be bringing on some amazing women who've been helping me, mentoring me, and inspiring me on how Grit and Grace helps them crush it in business, relationships, fitness, family, friends, and all that good stuff. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. I'm really, really excited about this fun podcast today. I have Shelly Miller with me. And Shelly, actually, I've known her for almost 40 years. That's right. We grew up together in the small town of Lyons, Colorado. Although we kind of went our own ways as we moved into adulthood, but we've been able to stay in touch through social media. And maybe that's one of the biggest blessings of social media today is the ability to actually have a mechanism to stay in touch with people who are like part of your heart from the past. And, and you can kind of reconnect and watch each other's lives as they develop. Because when we were growing up, we didn't have that. We had, you know, we had those phones that connected to the wall. And we actually also had some really stealthy skills at passing notes. <laughs> um, and we reconnected as entrepreneurs. And I've been watching her journey and she's been watching mine. And then one day it was like, holy crap, Shelly, we really need to talk. And let me tell you, it has been such a blessing to reconnect and have Shelly in my life. Uh, I'm going to tell you just a little bit about her, and then I want her to dive into her journey and share with you all of the amazing things that she's done to grow into the boss babe that she is today. She is the Madge of the Small Business Magic on Entrepreneur Empowerment, and she's a coach. She has created work from the one thing that ignites her soul, and that is coaching and being of service to others, which I absolutely love about her. She owns Four Tribe Coaching and Four Tribe Retreats, and they focus on connecting your business and your life in ways that allows for abundant growth. The foundation of her philosophy includes the four A's, ask, align, act, and achieve. And I am really excited to learn more about how she puts those processes in place with entrepreneurs that she's working with. And she has 15 years of executive corporate and entrepreneurial experience with her own startups and business ventures. And I'm going to share with you now a quote that's actually Shelly's own words herself. And that's that all the transformational processes we go through as humans are meaningful and provide the opportunity to learn valuable and useful lessons on this journey we called life. Keeping a 360 view of our situation and creating and using our energy in a positive and deepening our mindset serves us in the highest good. And this is the foundation of my work. People, this is Shelly herself. And I'm so excited to have you with me today, Shelly. Hello, I am so happy to be here. It's so much fun. I love doing stuff like this. And I am so excited to connect with you. I, I just can't even tell you. It just warms I, my heart. Me too. And it's funny because I think back to like, I see the person that you are today and so much warmth and, and that service energy that you have with you. You know, you've always been like that. You've always been like that really kind soul. And, and it's true. We did have stealth note passing skills. Oh, we were, we were the bomb diggity. We could make it happen. 
Yeah, it's really great. And I've been, it's been really exciting to see your journey. And, and I kind of been, been watching some of your business posts for a couple of years. And I don't know what happened. I think it, I, maybe it was when I made a post about my podcast, we, something had come up when I, I think it's when I posted about winning the contest um, on the Ladies Chit Chat Club. And for some reason, they're just the, the, the spark happened. And we're both like, wait a minute here. Why are we not talking? We're both like, we, yeah. yeah, why are we not doing this? Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to have you here. Some of the, some of the quotes I've heard about you are really interesting. I've heard that you have transformed people's perspective from being able to look at things at the weeds level to going into that high level strategic overview. I've heard it said that you take the fuzzy into focus and <laughs> And I think that that's, those are some of the highest compliments I think that, you know, a coach can have, because that means that you're really able to understand a person's stage and where they're at in their business or their life. And that's incredible. Well, I appreciate that. I, um, yeah, I, I, I've had a few different people um, come up with quotes that I would never have come up with myself. And I, it, it, it makes you feel it's almost like a validation, like, okay, what I'm doing is, is working for people. Um, and I have to tell you this, the idea of business for some women is just terrifying. They're, they, they, they've been told so many times that, oh, you're not really capable of doing that. Or you're not really, you, you, you don't have your feet firmly planted enough to, to make that happen. Yeah. And finding that empowerment and that encouragement from another woman allows you to do that, that growth spurt that takes you to that next level. Right. And, and finding that in, in people, sometimes it takes a couple of calls before you find that common ground where you can allow them to move forward both with their energy and with their mind. Right. And and those two things together allow people to make those transformational processes happen. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually had, um, I had a member of my family recently say to me, like, are you, are you still looking for a job? Like, do, do, are, you, are you still like keeping, you know, a job on the back burner? And, you know, because I will admit that the first half of the year, and I'm coming up to a year now, but the first half of the process of starting my company, I did have all of those doubts, mostly because, you know, I had you know, two kids going into college. And, you know, it was, I was afraid that I didn't, that I didn't know the direction on how to get to where I wanted to go. And so I did keep job hunting, although I knew that that wasn't the right thing to do, but I did. And now I'm not because I know that I'm finally fulfilling my purpose. And so when this person said, are you still, are you still looking for a job and keeping a job on the back burner? My answer is nope. I'm good. <laughs> and that was I have a job and I'm working it. <laughs> yeah, that was a big step for me to be able to say that though. I mean, it, t- it it takes a while to build that confidence and I I think it's really incredible that you work with people in that process because you and I both know the success rate of female entrepreneurs is really low. It's yeah. low and um I know when we were talking before I told you that it's something like less than, it's like between 12 and 13% of female owned businesses will ever reach six figures in their lifetime. Right. And I think that that's just, that's just something that shouldn't be the case. And it's, you know, there's a thousand reasons why we won't go into that, but knowing that there are people like you working in that sphere to help people break those ceilings is, is, is pretty incredible. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the people that I work with, you know, we're working in a, in a, in a six figure 
realm, but you know, that low six figure, they're making a living. They're yeah. being able to live their life doing what they love, whether that be um, opening a shop or creating a digital space or, right. um, you know, providing event speaking. It just depends on what they really want to do. And that is something that I am adamant about. If you don't love and find joy in what you're doing, there is no point. Right. That is got, that has to be the, the foundational basis for what you're doing. Because if you get up in the morning and you look at your email and you cringe, that's not living your life. That's not enjoying your life. That is, that is work. Work hurts. Yeah. Doing what you love is fun. I was listening to Oprah just on top on that topic. I was listening to this quote by Oprah. Um, I don't know. It was a couple of weeks ago and it just kept playing through my mind over and over again. And that's that when you, when you're doing what you love, it's you falling into your purpose here on this, on this planet, like your purpose to, to be alive. Mm-hmm. And that feeling of, of loving it when you do it is this, is the signal, right? It's, it's the reaffirmation that you're on the right track because we're not going to be, we're not going to have a purpose to do something that we despise. That's just not how the universe works. And I, I really thought that I could relate to that because, you know, it's passion and all of our passions are so different. That's the beauty of it is everybody's is different. Well, and that's what makes us all unique. And, and, and to clarify, just because you're doing what you love doesn't mean you're working your butt off. Doesn't mean you are putting your all in that 110% and taking action in order to create your reality. Right. There, there is work to be done. It's not, I write it down in a journal and it just becomes. Right. There's no just manifesting all your success. Exactly. It's envisioning where you want to go and then it's working your tush off day in and day out for, for a really long time, probably forever. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, that's part of, part of the um, fun that I have is allowing people to step through that threshold. Mm. Once they get to, this is what I want to do. Okay. Now you need to have faith that that is going to happen. You know, in your heart, that's going to happen. Mm. You honestly go after it and you trust that if you work hard, that's going to happen. Mm. Those three things, faith, trust, and, and, and honesty will get you where you want to go. You always have to be honest with yourself. It's, it's funny how the brain will tell you, um, you know, that looks a little too difficult. You should probably stay back here in this little comfort zone that I have for you right here with the recliner and yeah. You, you, and you need to name that ego. You need to name that brain and you need to have a conversation with it. And you need to be able to say, you know what? I appreciate you wanted to make me safe, but I'm going to go out and venture in this direction. Mm. And I'm going to do it with full faith and full trust that I am capable. And that I am able to do that. It's like our signals got mixed up somewhere along the path from when we were back in the days where when your brain said this isn't safe, it meant that a lion was chasing you or that, you know, that there there was a, there was somebody that was going to send an arrow through your body. So we had the, you know, the, the flight or fight response and that, that sort of response is still with us because it's ingrained in us as humans, but it comes to us at times when we're not in that situation where we're not in a, a survival you know, a survival mode. Although you might, it might feel like that if it comes to not being able to have enough 
income to pay your, your bills. I mean, I can right. see that, that that creates a similar type of fear where your brain may say, okay, the easier path is to do it this way because I'm scared. And one thing I you said that I think is really important and it's been difficult for me at times, and I know every single entrepreneur has faced this in their life and that's having faith because having faith, and I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, we've been talking about the fact that I'm launching some new digital products. So mm -hmm. everybody should be very excited. I'm coming out with an online training system on how you can build really strong community partnerships as part of Corporate Cause Agency. And it's going to be a five week long series and it's going to be amazing. And I have I have continued doing the work, even though it's taken way longer than I thought it would take. I'm not always sure that it's the right direction and how some of the technology is going to integrate, but I'm, I'm just proceeding forward in the faith that I am compelled to do this. I know it's what I'm supposed to do and keeping the faith that that is the right message that I've received has been probably the first time I have produced a service entirely on just the inner knowing that this is what I'm supposed to do. And that faith has taken me 44 years to develop. And that, and that feeling is it's addictive. It's like a drug. Like once you get that feeling, you just keep, you want to keep going after it because it is so empowering and so deep within your soul. When you find that faith and you find that purpose, there's nothing that comes even close to it. There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's really interesting that you say that because I think that so many people don't allow themselves to go through the process long enough mm -hmm. to feel that. Hey, if you're enjoying this conversation, you really want to become a premium subscriber. First off, it's really cheap, about the same as a cup of coffee for the entire month of access. Second, it helps us grow, add more podcasters and events for you to be a part of. And third, what a great way to support this sisterhood. You love us, now help us do even more by joining at ladieschitchatclub.com. That's ladieschitchatclub.com and there are no commercial breaks. Let's rejoin this chat now. So, okay. So this is what you do. I mean, this is, this is your, this is your business. This is what we talk about when I say that this is, you get to do what you love every day, which is what we're talking about with people all over. And of course we could, we could spend, you know, our, our podcast talking about me if you'd like, but I think that our, <laughs> I think that our listeners would really love to hear more from you. So tell me a little bit about like, where did you start? Like, how did, where did you go to school and, and what were some of your first corporate jobs that led you to where you're at today? So um, I went to school at Western State, which is in Colorado. Um, I, I started at CU and then transferred to Western State because I was on a track scholarship. Okay. So I threw shot, discus, and javelin. Which I've seen you do hundreds of time in our life and you are one strong mofo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy it. And, and, um, because there wasn't a whole lot of track and field after college, yeah. um, I ended up throwing Highland Games mm. uh, heavy events for 17 years wow. um, throughout the summers, uh, which was really fun because it was a way to continue what I liked to do. Right. Um, so a couple of the corporate jobs that I had, I worked for a surveying company, mm. did project management for them. Mm. There's a thing here in Colorado called Fast Track. Uh, which is basically the light rail system. Oh, yes. So I was involved with that for its first five years before mm -hmm. um, I kind of moved on. I got really tired of paperwork and corporate mumbo jumbo. And yeah. And, yeah. 
And uh, I always wanted to do uh, my own thing. And so I started my own business as a uh, construction manager. So what I did is I took uh, general contractors and I did their paperwork for them. I did their uh, insurance certs, made all their appointments, kept them because you know, GCs are good mm -hmm. with building. They're mm -hmm. bad with paperwork. Right. <laughs> Right. And so I created a business where they could hire me. I would answer their phone for them. And this was 15 years ago. Mm. And so it, um, it was not as easy as it would be today. Like right. digitally doing work today is, is so much more simple. Yeah, that's true. 15 years ago, things were definitely not as technology influenced as they are now. Yeah, you can you can switch phones and you can do digital voiceovers. Yeah, everything now. But I love but, it that you were even focusing on solving a niche problem at the time, though. How I mean, that's super smart. It just it just it and um, general contracting was something I was interested in. Like I love building and creating houses and mm -hmm. remodeling and all that fun stuff. Um, so it was something that I was interested in, um, and then. Uh, that got to be um, kind of old because mm -hmm. I had figured out everything and I had a couple ladies working with me. So I let them take it over and I sold the company to them. And then I went on to do a little bit of kind of freelance work mm -hmm. when helping startup companies uh, get their financials together, get their business plan together, help them find venture capital, that type of thing. Um, didn't really create a business so much as it was freelance con consulting work. Mm. Then I came across a company called Zirtual. And Zirtual is probably what turned the tides on my, my digital <laughs> prowess. Okay. So Vir Zirtual was a company for, it was VAs, virtual assistants. Yeah. And they were out of San Francisco. Um, they were part of, uh, the whole company was Zappos was one of their people and, um, Tony, I can't remember his last name. Um, it was a huge, um, conglomerate kind of, and they were like an offshoot and they went from 20 VAs to 450 VAs in a two year period. Wow. I mean, it was explosive growth. Wow. Um, and I was doing uh, managerial work for them. I was managing VAs, helping them out, teaching them the ropes, um, setting up systems for them because systems is kind of my thing. That's part yeah. of, you know, my, my little world. <laughs> well, it's your expertise for sure. And I want to give an example of, of this for my listeners. So, um, on top of all the other great things that Shelly does, she's also like a Google expert. And so she recently did a webinar on how to organize and manage your, like all your Gmail accounts and how the whole Google thing integrates. And honestly, I sat there with my mind blown, my mind blown. And I consider myself pretty technology inclined. Like I learn a lot. I figure it out. I know how to use most of the technology platforms, but honestly, the things that you showed me in this really short period of time was amazing. So you do seem to master systems, even if it's based in technology and not just in, uh, in terms of operations. 
yeah, it kind of, yeah, that's, it's kind of my thing. It's yeah. you know, one of those little gifts you get. Yeah. Um, so Zirtual was in its third round of funding and it didn't come through. Oh. They closed their doors overnight on 450 oh. people. Oh my goodness. And this was back in on August 10th, 2015. I will remember the day in infamy because um, all of us, all of the managers ended up helping the uh, VAs that we were working with contact their clients, start working with them individually, you know, and so all now all those people work for themselves with their clients. Some of them that there's a Facebook group um, for virtual VAs and there's, it's still 250 strong. That is incredible. So I, I think of that as a win because now all of those women and men too are empowered to work for themselves. They learned a skill set, yeah, and now they're using it to create a life of freedom and do what they want. There's a couple of them that travel the world with a laptop and do VA work. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. Oh, it, it just, it makes me so excited. It makes me yeah. happy that, you know, somebody could find that kind of freedom in something that I help them with. Like yeah. that just makes me happy. Well, that even started with something negative, right? I mean, the closing exactly. of the company is, is like a negative thing that happened and you guys turned it into something so positive that people may not have done that in their lives without it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's and- really cool. And so uh, once that, uh, once the dust settled, uh, about a week later, I started SANS Virtual Solutions. So I could, there were, there were some of the VAs that weren't quite ready to become entrepreneurs. They weren't quite ready to step into that role. They had worked for somebody else for so long that it was mm. comfortable and familiar and they weren't quite ready to get out of that recliner right. in that comfort zone. And so I did that for about a year. I had 15 gals underneath me. Um, and as we were going, I taught them the ropes because I already had an exit strategy. That wasn't what I wanted to do forever. Right. But it was a way to, it was a stepping stone into what I wanted to get done. So as uh, I was working with those ladies, I was taking a life coaching class, you know, mm. coaching courses. Um, and once I got that finished, I had a zoom meeting with all of them. And I said, okay, here's, what's going to happen. I'm going to dissolve this company and you ladies are all going to take each one of your clients. And this is, and I gave them step-by-step instructions, taught them. They can still call me now if they have an issue, if they have something that they need help with figuring out. And all 15 of those ladies are working for themselves. So you like launch them out to the world. You're like, yeah. all right, it's time for you to go be an adult now. Here right. you go. <laughs> Bird out of the nest, fly. <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's, so, that's pretty, must have been a pretty incredible way though to practice your own coaching skills. Yes. You got to put it into action like right away. Yes. And, and, and that's part of what um, launched me into this whole fun thing that I'm doing now, which is coaching and business strategy. And, and it's, it's very helpful to have that experience. And I learn I learn from my people every day. I learn new and different things all the time. 
I love that. So it's always a two-way learning street. And I, I feel the same way. My, my learning journey, in fact, I don't ever want my learning journey to end. I don't ever want to feel like I know everything I need to know about what I'm doing because where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in not being able to grow? Absolutely. And when you stop learning, that's when everybody else bounces ahead of you. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Um, I think that there's, I think that there's a lot of like top, you know, business motivational speakers right now that say things like, you know, if you're the, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room or, you know, like things like if you, the moment that you stop learning is when your business starts to to die. And I think that that's, these are all new things. I mean, they're not new in terms of concept, but they're new in the fact that it's mainstream. These are, this is not like a a woo-woo self-motivation stuff anymore. These are like real practical solutions that Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's become so normal for people to focus on developing their learning strategies. I just think that it's, it's a different time now. It's pretty amazing. It is. Well, and, and um, so I have to tell you this. So a lot of the work that I do um, comes from an energetic place. I mm. believe deeply in the energy you put into something. Mm. And yes, it's a buzzword, but mindset is huge. It is critical in order to turn a challenge into an opportunity. Right. And part of the uh, systems that I teach include being able to identify negative energy mm. and reframe it into positive energy and positive thinking. Take an action to achieve what you want to learn. So one of the Um, one of the courses that I teach and it's like a foundational course on mindset because once you have mindset, the challenges that you have in business become, it becomes a different animal. It becomes a different way of thinking. If you get told, Oh, you know what? That, that VC isn't going to work that, that virtual capital, that funding's just not going to work. Okay. So what's the different route? Not, Oh, I'm sunk. I'm done. I can't go on. Okay. What, where's the different, how can I turn this into a positive? How can I look for a different door? If I can't get in the door, I need to get in the window. Somehow I'm going to get in that house. That is so smart. And I think that I, I think that that's one thing that you and I talk about, have talked about in the past is you, you force people to think resourcefully. Absolutely. Not, Not like, not with walls, but with resourcefully. And there, I think there's an example that you, you have or that you've given me that one of your clients was talking about something not being the right standards or, or the norm or, well, this is how people typically do it. And I remember you saying that your response is, so? Right? Right? Like, so? If it's always done in black and white, who says you can't do it in pink. I mean, exactly. Who There's, is telling you it has to be that way? And that's- that is it. it. Who writes the rules? You write your own rules. When you are creating your own business and you're writing your own book, you don't have a manual to go by. You are writing the manual. You are writing the rules. But people and don't know that. People right. And when that. you are creating something original, mm. you make the rules. Mm. I think that that's part of 
the training that I think you should do more of with new entrepreneurs <laughs> because people that come from like the the assist, the virtual assistants you were talking about that had been working for somebody else, it is really difficult to switch into the mindset. And I've talked about this on my podcast before that I had an even hard time about the attire, like wearing clothes that reflected my personal style more. Because as you know, I have a full sleeve of tattoos on one arm and a half sleeve on the other. And I've always covered them because those are the rules in business. That's just, that's, that's what I did. And transforming my mindset to know that I get to make my own rules now on, on what my business dress code is. It took me a while. These are not easy things to overcome. They're not easy things to overcome. The other, the other huge issue that I find with new entrepreneurs is scheduling. Mm. They have a hard time because they don't have to be somewhere between nine and five. Mm. They have to schedule. And that's one of the key things that I work with a lot with my newer clients is scheduling, how to use a Google calendar, how to create a, a day where you are productive and you're not sinking into rabbit holes or going off into, uh, you know, an abyss where you're not being productive and using systems in order to get you in an efficient place. Mm. Uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of people who have done nine to five have a hard time scheduling their own mm. day Yes. in the beginning. And it's yeah. a, and it's a learning process and it is a mindset shift. It's because, oh, I'm not required by anybody else. I'm required by me. Yeah. I am my boss. Right. So I need to take accountability for that. Right. Uh, so that, yeah, that can be, that can be one of the barriers that gets broken. And then once they figure it out, it's huge celebration because it's, it's, right. it's freedom on such a different level. And I think people must swing from one side of the spectrum to the other. Whereas, you know, like for me, um, I've worked by home. I worked from home for previous positions. So I've worked remotely for international organizations. So I had a little experience in like being, uh, being dedicated and committed to getting the work done. And it is still totally different when you're working for yourself because your priorities are determined by you and there's nothing stopping you from changing your own priorities. And I mean, this is, these are like mind blowing things. And I probably lean on the side of too much work, not enough time for creative. And one thing that I've had to really do, and actually I'm in the middle of a time study. It's interesting. I, I have somebody, I have a business mentor I'm working with, and she has had me working on this time study. And I am shocked at the amount of time that I spend doing like busy work, which I have to do because, you know, one of the main clients I have requires a lot of busy work. But sometimes at the end of the week, I will only have put in one or two hours of creative thinking or just time for reflection or just time to sit there and say, okay, I know this new service is coming out or I know this new project is on my peripheral. I can see it. Or I know this amazing person I went to school with named Shelly and I want her on my podcast and I need to figure out when that's going to happen. And sometimes that takes me a little while to realize that that is part of my business planning. It is part of my work is to Absolutely. create that, that creative time. And it's, it is freeing. You're right. Cause it also means now that I've also given my per, myself permission to do things like take my beautiful pop hammer to the park in the middle of the day because I need a break and I just feel like it. I feel like being outside. Mm -hmm.
Don't you just feel smarter when you're listening to this? I know I do. The free stuff on this site is really, really good. But you'll also love the stuff that comes with your premium membership. Just $4.99 a month because we want it to be accessible to everyone. And let's face it, we spend way more than that on a coffee. And it hardly helps you have a fabulous life like we do. Join today at ladieschitchatclub.com. That's ladieschitchatclub.com. We're going to make your life better. So we'd really appreciate the help. Oh, and there are no commercial breaks. Let's get back to what we we were doing now. Mm-hmm. And it's not because you're being um, irresponsible with your time. Mm. That is responsibility with your time. That is, mm. that is important. Um, one of the things that I, I work with my clients is at least once a week, brain map out what you're doing. Mm. Brain map out all those little ideas. Circle what you want to get done, but those little offshoots, those creative little offshoots that come off of that map. Write it down. Can, yeah, write it down mm-hmm. because those can lead you to some awesome moments of clarity and awesome moments of creativity. So do you suggest people do that in like a journal format, like a personal journal format? So I have a lot of things that come to me in my dreams. I wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and today's a perfect example. I won't talk about it now, but I woke up today with this I literally dreamt all night of this great business idea and it's absolutely not something I need to add to my plate right now because my plate is full, but I think it's a great idea and I'm looking around, you know, I have all my notes and I have my, my vision boards, I have my business plan. I have all this and this doesn't fit into any of those areas, but maybe in my personal journal, it's a good place to note it down. Absolutely. Anytime something comes to you in a subconscious level, I am a firm believer that it is a guided thought. It is a guided uh, mention of, you know, this is a possibility. You might want to keep this in the back of your head. Mm. Um, and I am a huge journal fan. Mm. Um, what I, I even, I teach a course on journaling. Really? Uh, part of what uh, I find that journaling helps is breaking what I call doubt dams. If you think of all the things that you allow to be obstacles and challenges and hold back your flow, uh, call them mud, sticks, rocks, as soon as you start journaling and you start calling out the BS in your head and allowing that to uh, become tangible as opposed to just something that's swirling around, the minute you write it down, it's tangible and you can deal with it. And those sticks and the rocks from that dam start to break apart. And as you work through that mindset, all of a sudden you start to have that flow. Like that's not a challenge. I can get past that. That obstacle, I, I know how to get through that. And it allows you to work through the things that muddle your head that are unclear and make them clear and precise. So journaling to me is a must for any entrepreneur. It's, it's definitely something I'm getting better at. It's a priority that I've built into my life. Not something I've ever done probably very well in the past because I keep good notes. You know, I, I keep good handwritten notes on my to-do list. I'm still a handwriter of my notes. Every day I start my week or I end the week, one of the two, 
on what are my priorities for the week. And when I lay it all down on a single piece of paper with all the different clients I work with and all of my different business development goals and my personal goals, once I put it down on paper, it kind of gives me a visual on a, mm. and I like it on a one pager because it gives me a visual to say, all right, that's way too much to do in five days. What am I going to literally just automatically bump to the following week? And, you know, I'm pretty good at developing priorities, but I know a lot of people um, might postpone the hard stuff to go with the easy stuff on their list, even if it's not the most important stuff, because the hard stuff is hard. I mean, it yeah. creates, I like this word that you have outlined on, on your services online called mindset mayhem. Yeah. And I think that that is, that happens to us. Entrepreneurs live with that every single day. <laughs> And it doesn't matter if you are new to the game or if you are a seasoned veteran, right. it mindset will, it'll mess you up every single time. If you don't have it clear, it, it your, your first startup or your seventh startup, it doesn't matter. Okay. So I want to talk more about that in just a second, but first I would love you to give us an outline. So we, we've kind of touched in all these different areas that you work in, which is a lot. And I know that you have, you know, really specific programs and, and services that you have. And then if you want to go through that, and then I want to talk about, you know, maybe touching on giving all of our listeners some real actionable steps on how to create a mindset that will a either let you develop an idea that you have or consider something that you haven't thought of before, but how to shift yourself into a good place. So let's start with, tell us like exactly what kind of services and programs people can access with you. Okay, so the first, the foundational course that I teach, I teach one a month, um, happens every month on the, it's four week process and it's called Business Mojo. Mm. And basically what we go through is content creation, scheduling, systems, and decluttering. Mm. Decluttering is probably the most useful to new entrepreneurs in that program. Um, it it allows you to, you know, you were just talking about figuring out the priorities, figuring out what's important, figuring out what's busy work, figuring out what you can automate, figuring out uh, your ideal soul client, figuring out how to clearly depict the message in your social media content. Mm. That's what we work on. Um, and it's a four week process. It's a group program. And the reason that one is a group program is because I find that the minute you get six, seven, eight people in a call, one person's going to ask the question, all seven others are thinking, but they don't know how to ask it or they don't mm -hmm. know to ask it. So they learn from each other too. Yeah. And yeah. The, that group energy is amazing when it comes to um, building on those processes mm. and every single one that I've done is different in mm. the fact that the people in it are different. So it takes a different uh, journey, a different pathway. Right. And you learn something new every single time. Mm. Um, and so it not only helps me as a coach understand how people are thinking and what they're feeling, but it also just every single group, they tend to stay friends after that group. And they bounce ideas off each other. And it's like they've, they've become supporters of each other, which is amazing when, you come, when you're on an online space. 
It's like you create their own little tribes for them. Right. Their own little, their own little tribes. And, yeah. I, and I like that. Um, and then uh, I do creative business launch and creative business running. It's a very similar, both are very similar products. However, one is if you're ready to launch something, Mm. Um, and then if you're actually in the business and you want to up level, you want to increase your, um, connections, you want to increase your reach. Mm. So they're, they're similar, uh, products, but they, um, hit two different pain points. Gotcha. Um, and then there is my VIP, um, which you have me for 40 hours a month and we talk about, everything from systems to mindset, whatever you need me for, you have access to me. Uh, and we become buds, basically. We yeah. become business buds. Right. And um, whether it's working through an uh, issue, working through a new idea, um, creating informational systems, you're setting up an event, I can help you figure out, you know, whether you need a VA or not. Um, which is a huge stepping stone for most entrepreneurs when they get to the point when they need help, but right. they don't know where to find it. Right. You know, they need administrative help. They need, they can't do all the things that need to be done and still create what they're doing. Right. Uh, and so uh, we work through that, figuring out uh, VAs, systems, automation, that type of thing. Um, you know what I love, Shelly, too, is that you you put all of your services and this these offerings into bite-sized chunks. And you, you know, you are you are a real person on the other side. You know, you are not you're not coming to the table with, you know, big fancy words that people cannot relate to. You are, you know, you have been where a lot of the people that you work with have have been you've been there as well. So you can totally understand and relate to where they're at and where they can potentially go. And I think that that's really unique. I appreciate that. I, I, I do that intentionally because one of the things when I started this was that I never wanted to forget who's starting at a, even if I'm up, you know, M T K, you know, up there mm -hmm. in the top part of the alphabet. I never mm -hmm. want to forget people who are getting started because everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they deserve a chance to give it a shot too. Um, do, you, do you feel like, just kind of off topic here, but do you feel like you came across coaches like yourself in your journey from where you started from A to where you're at today? Did you have good coaching? Oh, absolutely. The coach that I work with now, she is flipping amazing. Okay. Um, her name is Steph Lagana and she is awesome. She... Um, she takes the spiritual discipline and the mindset and the strategy and puts it together in, in a way that is so unique. Um, she is definitely the next level coach. She's awesome. I think everybody needs a coach in all kinds of areas oh, and nobody does this on their own. Yeah. Nope. For sure. And I can tell you that I'm at the, I'm at the place where part of the reason why I told you I've been working on this time study is I'm pretty sure that I'm at the place where I'm going to be able to identify the things in inside my schedule that I need to start contracting out. Absolutely. You know, we've talked a little bit about content, um, but I, I'm, I'm 
I'm almost ready to have a, a virtual assistant step in and help with some of the things that are taking up huge amounts of my time that uh, do not allow me to be as productive in the areas of development that are like critical. I'm in like this critical growth stage. Mm -hmm. So I, I can totally relate to people getting to that threshold, but it's such a, it is, goes back to mindset. It's such a shift to think, oh my gosh, I'm going to do what? <laughs> I'm going to hire somebody to work with me. How to, I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a complete mind shift and, yeah. and getting to that point is, oh, it's, I, I can't even explain how freeing that is. Like the, the energy and the, and the emotion that goes along with that is just it's empowering. Yeah. It's and it depends on what empowering. people want. I mean, some people want to be solopreneurs. I actually know someone who she has no interest in ever hiring staff. She has no interest in scaling, even though I really want her to like make her services available digitally. And she's writing a book. So there's at least that, but she is, her work is life-changing. She's brilliant, but she doesn't want it that way. She likes having things simple so she doesn't have to deal with the difficulties of having a team. Whereas for me, from the very beginning, I wanted a model that's scalable. I knew the goals that I wanted off the bat. I knew what it wanted, what I wanted it to look like five years from now, mm -hmm. although I have absolutely no idea how to get there. But I know that to me, that's going to involve a large quantity of people to take my company to that level. So I've been planning for scale from day one, but lots of people don't want Want that I mean that's that's a lot of people's goal is to do the work themselves and 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 be happy and, and stress-free in that in that place right and 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 every creating your own unique business model allows you to make those choices that mm -hmm. is that is one of the key factors when I when I start coaching with clients is your unique business model is yours yeah if, if four years from now you want to start scaling fine if you don't want to scale at this point, then work from that point. But the fact right. that you can, the fact that you can see your visual five years from now, seeing the end point and seeing the starting point is crucial. You don't have to see the stairs in the middle. They yeah. come. Yeah. The clouds, the clouds part when the clouds part. Right. And so, you know, creating that unique business model is a number one key to getting started. So you have this business mojo um, monthly um, course that you have, and then you have this initial starting stage course and developing and growth stage course. Um, I know that you have others. What else is currently on the go? So right now I am working on my next retreat. Okay. Um, that is going to be uh, here in Colorado in Estes Park. Cool. Um, date not set yet, but, it but like will, new year or spring or what do you think? Probably spring. Okay. We're, we're, we're looking at spring. Okay. Um, and it's going to be, uh, all about the energy, the mindset, the transformational experience, the, the emotions behind being an entrepreneur and how to deal with, uh, setbacks, how to deal with challenges, mm -hmm. allowing yourself to, revamp and remodel your day-to-day -day work as things come at you mm. and be able to handle them with grace. Mm. I like that a lot. I'm excited to hear more about it. Okay. So let's, let's go back to that question then. So if someone is you know, just in the throes of, I'm going to put it, I'll use myself as an example in the throes of, let's say like the panic, like 
what have I done? What have I gotten myself into? I know I should do this, but how am I going to do it? It's not, how is it going to work? And this can be in life or in business, but we get into that. I call it the tornado, right? You get caught in the tornado and you're swirling in circles. You're going round and round and round. And when you're doing that, you're literally doing nothing productive. Although you're doing a whole ton of stuff all the time. Right. What are some steps that you can suggest someone to get off of that tornado and get to a calming place and reshift their mindset so they can allow those positive energies to flow? So one of the things that I definitely suggest, and this is a, it's a journal thing. Mm. You write down your question. Um, there's no way I can get this done because I don't have the blah, fortitude, education, blankety blank, what add a word. Yeah. When you get that question down, then you say, is that really true? Am I really not capable of this? Am I really not uh, allowing my education to come through, my skill set, my wheelhouse. Mm. What is the truth? The truth is, I'm scared. The truth is, I'm having anxiety about getting all of this done. The truth is, I need to take a deep breath and take the next step. Mm -hmm. And you basically walk yourself off of that ledge mm. and realize what is really true and what that ego brain is trying to do to you. Because the tornado is caused by ego brain every single time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree with that. And I, I, we say it like it's simple. I know it's not simple. And I think that once you write it down, that's a really good idea. I wish I, wish I had done more of that in the initial panic phases that I had. Um, because I think writing it down, there is sort of that so many studies that show what what you do with your hand and write down and then you see it visually it connects a different way to your brain and then secondarily once you read it back or say it out loud it's it's you realize sometimes you can realize the absurdity of how much we doubt ourselves like where our our self our, our sort of self confidence goes out the window even when we know better even when we mm -hmm. absolutely know better it is so much easier to call yourself out on your bs when yeah. you write it down it is so much easier because when you talk it in your head and you have that in your brain it'll just keep going in circles the yeah. minute you write it down and look at it and go what was I thinking? That, that is not what I, that is not what I know. That's not who I am. Yeah. I'm more of a badass than that. Here we go. Yeah. 100%. A few months ago, I remember saying to someone that's working with me on my digital products and I said, I, I can't record all those YouTube videos. Like I don't look good on video like that. Like I can't talk well on video. And he literally stopped and said, are you kidding me? Are you listening to yourself? And I went, Oh Yeah. I guess I, I guess I can do that. I don't know why my first reaction was to say, no, I can't do that. I'm going to look silly. I'm going to sound silly. People are going to look at me. People are going to listen to me. And it was this immediate response. But luckily enough, he's a good enough friend to just call me on that crap and just say, and I didn't need to write it down. So maybe is, is that a part of the process too? Does it help to have a trusted person in your life that you oh, absolutely. go through that with? Absolutely. If it's not a coach, then yes, definitely a trusted friend. Yeah. Sure. And I look at, I look at someone like you and I think, wow, okay. People that are listening to this podcast, if you are stuck in an area of your life and you feel like whether it's in business or in personal, that you know that you're 
you're not in the right place or you have so much doubt and fear that it's stopping you from getting to where you want to go, I highly recommend you find somebody like Shelly to talk to. And Shelly's services are amazing. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful she was able to come on and talk. And I have a few more questions for you before we go, but I want our listeners to know that having a coach is is a little bit like getting therapy in a way, a little bit, because it's somebody that's going to hold you accountable to your truth. And all of the, you know, that's who you want. You want to work with somebody who can really look at the whole package of who you are and where you want to go and help you develop the truths in there and and remove the things that are false. And that's, I think that that's, you know, maybe, maybe it's just me. I think that it's sometimes going to be difficult to do it without a coach. I mean, we're giving people ideas on how to do it on their own, but I, I still think that you sometimes need an outside person to be able to look inward. Yeah. A second set of eyes is always helpful and a second brain is even more helpful. And do you do any of this sort of education online? Is there a way people can find some of this from you? Um, I, so I'm starting a YouTube channel. Okay. It's not up and running yet, but all the information, all the basic information is going to be available on that YouTube channel. Um, and when I launch that, it'll be, uh, up on my website, people will be able to find it. Um, and of course my Facebook group, they can always come join my Facebook group. Tell our listeners what that is. It is, uh, energetic business alchemy is my Facebook group. Yeah. Um, and you can find it either at Shelly Miller coaching or energetic business alchemy. Yeah, it's a pretty great group. I was so happy when I joined. I, I listen, I've listened to you do some lives cause you, you pop on and do, you know, live videos in that group. And it's, and it's really good information too, because you're picking a particular topic to talk about at the time sometimes. And it's, it's usually very applicable to everyone. And I think that that's great. And you know what, Shelly, I would love to have you back on the podcast again. We're going to pick one of these very like in-depth topics and, you know, maybe we can lay out sort of a, an action plan that people can follow um, because you, we literally just touched the very tip of the iceberg on the services that you have. And I know people will be very interested to learn and hear from you more. So, okay. My, my last question for you is going to be, you know, what percentage of grit and grace are you? Cause that's the name of the podcast. But before we do that, please tell our listeners how they can find you. Uh, you can find me at www.4atribe.com. That's the number four, the letter a tribe.com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram uh, with four a tribe coaching. So basically on social media, people search for tribe coaching or anywhere on Google using the number four and then the letter A and the letters tribe, they'll be able to find you on those, on on pretty much all those channels. Absolutely. Excellent. So let's hear what, what percentage of grit and grace do you consider yourself to be? Well, I would probably say 70, 30, 70% grit, 30% grace. That's why we're like sisters. We're mm-hmm. like sisters from, from youngins because mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty much the space I live in. Unless it's, you know, I, I think, you know, I recently had an uncle that passed away very tragically and actually very violently. And it's the first time in a really long time that I felt like I was like 100% grace. I had no grit. It just like ripped the grit out of me and found like my emotional core. And then it's back. I'm still 70, 30 again. There you go. <laughs> There you go. That's that. Yeah, that's. And part of that's mindset, hun. Part of that is mindset because when you can come back to your center, when you can come back to your, 
your centered space, um, mm. that means that you've got your head squarely on your shoulders. Yeah. Well, I so look forward to working with you. I'm so blessed that, you know, we've reconnected in our entrepreneurial journeys. I mean, who would have thought this is where we are now, you know, back in the day. It's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I think that I'm so fortunate to, to have you around and I look forward to all the different ways that we can work together. Me too. I'm so excited. So happy to connect with you. This is going to be awesome. All right. So my friends, you got to hear from Shelly. She is absolutely amazing. I want you to feel comfortable to reach out to her directly. But if you have questions or you would like to hear more podcasts like this, please make sure that you follow us on Grit and Grace podcast on Facebook, or of course on the Ladies Chit Chat Club. There are always places that you can leave comments and give us a like and let us know that this, this is something that you've enjoyed listening to. And my friends, I want you to go and be your fiercest, fiercest self today.